I'm Christian, and this is The Worst Thing, a podcast where we interview all kinds of people, business owners, industry leaders, and just interesting people about how they've faced the biggest challenge of their life and overcome it to become who they are today. Today, we're chatting with Sammy Paino, fitness expert and a master of body sculpting with a growing following of clients. He loves helping people with life transformation, but it wasn't always that way for Sam. There was a time when he faced a massive, shocking, life-altering evening that changed his future forever. And now, we're going to talk to him a little bit about it. So, Sam, how far back do we need to go, mate, to get uh, get the context of, of what went down? Um, I think probably... Well, my first thing would be my family. I mean, I grew up in Hobart. Uh, my parents both went back to uni when they were 40. We've got four brothers and sisters, so there's five of us all up. And we also foster cared a little girl who had cerebral palsy, so there's six of us. Pretty big family. Uh, we certainly – we didn't have a lot at all. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of – we didn't have a lot of materialistic items. Mm. But my parents did an amazing job with what they had and they certainly – I mean, at the time as a kid, you don't see that when you're getting, you know, secondhand footy boots and all this yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. But they taught us the value of family and they taught us the, the the value of gratitude. And I certainly at 18 years old living in Hobart got caught up in a pretty bad trap. I okay. was uh, very much into the going out scene, a uh, lot of sort of alcohol, a lot of recreational drug use and, and just got into this really bad time in my life. Mm. And, and at 18 years old where you are completely lost, you have no direction, you don't know what you what you want or, or where you want to go. And I was out one night at a, at a nightclub. I got home, passed out, woke up in the hospital bed. I was literally in a room that was like a cell and my didn't have any idea what had go, gone on. I actually had meningococcal. Oh. And my parents had flown. My parents were living up here. They'd flown down. And it was literally like you were in a prison where like, they would come in because you're in complete quarantine because it's highly contagious. Oh, yeah, of course. So I was speaking to them through like this tiny little door. <laughs> and uh, then the doctors would come in in these big sort of space suits yeah. because <laughs> they couldn't come near me. And I had no idea what was going on. And my my parents had uh, had said to me like through the door, you know, you've got meningococcal, and and I didn't know I didn't know if I was going to die. I didn't no, know what was going no. on. So that was sort of the, that's when they sort of turned around and said, "Yep, pack your bags. You, you know, you're coming back. back come back to Brisbane. Yeah." So <laughs> I moved back to Brisbane, and it was like anything in life. It yep. was the best thing that ever happened to me, yeah. and it was a, a, a time where. I needed to get out of the trap that I was in and unfortunately it was a pretty bad medical yep. situation. Yeah. And yeah, they pulled me out and, and brought me back and that's when the journey sort of started again, I guess. So Sam went from, you know, being an 18 year old kid to eventually getting over his sickness and to moving on with his life. Happily engaged, well, he thought. Find out what happened next after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Police Studios. 
Everyone has an idea for a podcast, and now you can make that dream a reality. Go to polystudios.com.au for more information. Now, back to the show. Now, mate, I did warn you that this uh, this podcast is called The Worst Thing, and yep. I wanted to ask you the worst thing that you're happy to share with us that's happened to you in this life. Uh, and uh, how far back do we need to go to give context <clears throat> um, to that? I think probably probably maybe three years ago now. Yep. Yeah, I was, uh, to be completely honest with you, I was in a relationship with somebody and it was a, a great relationship. Uh, we had really great times together and we also had some some interesting times together, I guess, like like most relationships. And uh, I guess my life was planned out for me. We were doing the marriage. We were doing all of this sort of stuff and, um, and going down that road. And when you say doing the marriage, you were planning to get married. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean we, had the, we had the wedding booked. We had yes, the, I yes. had contacted yourself to be the MC. It was all, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was certainly, it was all, all systems go. And, uh, and I guess the best way to put it is I just pretty much got home one day and it was all, over Red Rover and um, and everything around me started getting pretty dark pretty quickly and that's really where, where the changes started to happen. So when you said it was all over, you got home, uh, is that a metaphor or literally within the hour life had changed from you were getting married to it's game over? <clears throat> absolutely, yeah, perhaps. absolutely. And I... Uh, yeah, so I, I had literally got home, and I my my partner at the time had just sort of had just sort of said to me that she was ready to move on, and it was a I came to that point where I guess you when, when something so significant happens in your life, you can go down sort of two roads. Yeah, you can go down a road of destruction, or you can go down a road of I'm just going to move on and I'm going to not let this essentially ruin me. And luckily for me, I was able to to go down the road where I probably used that really interesting conversation with her and that really interesting time to my advantage. And and yeah, here we are. So Mate, you're being really kind. So you're marrying someone, you're engaged, <laughs> you're planning the wedding, it's all happening and you get home one night and it's not just like I'm having second thoughts but it is categorically over. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she had um, she she had met somebody and uh, and and it was a conversation that was a little bit uneasy and a little bit difficult to hear at the time. And uh, and that was pretty much what had happened. And and in meeting someone, there was already too late. No turning back. No, no, there was no turning back at all. I'd just been in, in Melbourne with my friends and we'd, we'd had a great weekend and uh, I guess I was sort of under the impression that everything was, was really good and then I uh, got home and off came the engagement ring and it was all sort of downhill from there, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, down, down to Cashies. Down yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the – yeah. So, Wait, it was, so in that moment, right, and you said literally – it, things just started to get darker around you and I'm guessing the words seem to not, you know, <laughs> did they even, after that initial shock, when someone's in shock, it's very hard to hear what, what what's actually said next. Absolutely. I, I was 
it, it felt like the more and more she was speaking to me, everything around me was slowing down. Yeah. So, I mean, the room was getting darker. There was everything that were, they were just words that were literally floating, I guess. And, and I hadn't, I wasn't really listening to a great deal of it pretty much. So where did the brain go in those next few hours after everything that you'd been building towards the fairy tale ending, the happy, the happily ever after and things are on the up, it's great. You, you know, you've met someone, it's all in the right direction. You've gone away for a weekend with the lads, fantastic, you know, enjoying yourself and uh, come back and suddenly... Uh, I mean, to call it a pivot is being polite uh, to have to rebuild. But literally what happens in, in that moment is that the brain starts to then work faster than the body. And so where, where the thought patterns, where would you go from there? Well, sort of straight after it. Um, so she vacated the, the, the premises, I guess. And uh, I, I just sort of didn't really know what to do. I mean, I was in this situation where I didn't really think it was real and – I just pretty much continued on and watched TV and just sort of blocked it out. And then mm. it got to about an hour in that I sort of realised, oh, she's actually not coming home. Like, this is this is it. Mm. So I just phoned my parents and got my parents over and um, and we just had a conversation. And I've been very, very lucky. I've, I've grown up with an amazing support system. I've yep. got amazing parents. I've got, a ma- I've got four brothers and sisters and they're all – extremely supportive. I've got fantastic friends. So I I knew that I was going to be okay. I knew that I had this really good system around me where I could lean on people if I needed to. Yeah. Sam ended up gaining 35 kilograms and falling into an emotional state he'd never really felt or fallen into before. How he overcame it? Find out after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Police Studios. Everyone has an idea for a podcast, and now you can make that dream a reality. Go to polystudios.com.au for more information. Now, back to the show. It was a blessing in disguise. I mean, to be honest with you, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. And for a very, very long time, I had so much hatred towards the situation and I had so much hatred towards what had happened. And it's taken me a lot of personal development and a lot of positive mindset yeah, yeah. To, to be able to yeah. come out on the other side. And, and th- there was things, I'll be completely honest with you, there were yeah. things that I needed to improve on. Yeah. But at that time, when you're in this really toxic, horrible situation, you, you don't look for that. I mean, you look for blame and yeah. you look for ways to go like, why did you do this? This is all you and all this. And then when you actually look upon reflection, you go, well, maybe this was actually meant to happen. Mm. And now I look back on it all these years later and go, well, this was definitely meant to happen. Yeah. But at that time, it's very, very difficult to deal with. It's interesting, mate, you, you said it, it now seems like the best thing that mm. could have happened. And, uh, I mean, we're trying to stay negative here, man. Like this is supposed <laughs> to be the, the worst thing. But invariably it seems like the, 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 cro- the crisis that people face ends up being such a catalyst for some kind of change. Now, your transformation wasn't just a change of thinking. It has translated into... Uh, your body, your fitness, uh, your motivation, um, and to the point now where now you've got you're training a lot of clients. I mean, you're down. You've lost thirty five kilos. Yeah, thirty five all up. Last yep. time I weighed you. No, yeah. 
Um, and uh, and uh, veritable eye candy on Instagram for anyone that wants to search Sam Payne Fitness. Uh, and and now not only have you kind of dug out of that hole yourself, but now helping a lot of other people. Um, and what I guess. I could ask where the, this passion for the gym came from. Obviously, this would be part of it, the story that you're telling me. But now, even when clients, uh, you were telling me a little earlier, when clients ask you and you come alongside them in that journey, it's not all about the fitness. No, it's it's very much mindset. A, a lot of, I mean, it, it's very easy to give someone a training program and a diet program and send them on their way. Yeah. That's, that's the easy part. The consistency is hard and the discipline's harder. So it's my job as as a coach to teach people how to be consistent and, and how to stay disciplined. Uh, and I know what it's like to be an emotional leader. Uh, when I was going through that difficult time, I certainly did a lot of uh, buffets and a lot of uh, <laughs> Asian takeout, and because that's what happens. I mean, as humans, we yeah. when we face adversity or we face difficult times, we either eat or we drink or we go to drugs yeah. or we do things that make us feel better at the time, but long term they're, they're, they're not going yeah. to be counterproductive at all. How far did that self-sabotation <laughs> Lasted, it honestly lasted about three days. Uh, yeah. So. Wait, that's fantastic. I thought you were going to say a decade later. Like, oh, no, God, so what, what happened was my, my mum, who's the most positive, amazing woman that's ever been in my life, she sent me a, a YouTube clip of Tony Robbins and it was Tony talking about how to deal with adversity and how to deal with difficult things that come our way and one of the one of the methods that he had was write down five things you like about yourself and write down five things you don't like about yourself and I I just listed all the things I don't like about myself I was overweight I was in a job I wasn't happy with there was a lot of things that were going on in my life that made me understand the situation a little bit better yeah and and I wrote them down and I literally had mapped out what I was going to do over the next 28 days. So I think that when you face any sort of adversity and before you go down that depression stage, if you can try and strategically plan your steps, you, well, then you're not going to go down that destruction page because yeah. you're going to be always consistently keeping busy. So I lost 12 kilos in the month. I traveled overseas. I did all these things where I was able to not actually get depressed and I wasn't able to face any adversity, I guess. So when I got back from overseas, got the new job and, and I did all these all these different processes, I guess, yeah. that, w- that enabled me to go on and... You know, and here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and how bumpy was it? A bumpy road, then. You know, from fending off and fighting off when you've got the the you know the the emotions still you know the the, the chemicals still lodged in your body, as in the the uh, the disappointment, the the sadness, the the grief going on, uh, and even you know i'm sure there was still moments of isolation even though it might not have felt resident in there absolutely i mean i had lonely nights and i had many many times when i felt i honestly feel depression's a very very loose term there's a difference between between being depressed being flat and being sad Mm. 
And there are people who are clinically depressed, who cannot get out of bed, who cannot find that motivation. And there's times when you're just feeling a bit flat, yeah. where you just can't get up and you just feel a little bit down. And I was sort of a mix between flat and sad. So I had really good days. I had flat days. Yeah. But I strategically did a lot of mindset training where I would person, personally put a, a one of my fat photos as the back <laughs> the the screensaver on my phone. Nice. So that was my motivation to yeah. to look better. Uh, I would also write down. I, I really got a lot into journal writing and writing down goals and vision boards and and things that I wanted to achieve because I wanted. I had this mentality that. I wanted to not only get back at her in a way, but I wanted I didn't want anybody to know that that this situation had affected me. Yes. And I wanted people to know that I was actually okay. Awesome. Sammy, thanks so much for your time, mate. Thanks, Appreciate man. Your, your friendship and I know everyone listening it's uh, it's amazing to hear you know, and it just does put uh, what we, what each of us are going through into context when you hear someone else who's faced a huge life-altering challenge like that. If people want to find out more, they can follow you on Insty, yes, Sam Pano Fitness, <laughs> P-A-I-N-O Fitness, and uh, or you'll just recognise it from the abs and the pets. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. We, uh, we're cheering you on so you Great. can uh, thank continue you, to motivate and, uh, and help a lot of other people and have a ton of fun. Whew powerful to hear that story uh, and also makes you grateful for your own life the people in your life and also just to be nourishing and building in the right places the people that are in your life that you love your friends your family your significant people in your life let's be nourishing those relationships valuing them appreciating them giving those people our time and our words and letting them know how special they are to us not waiting for a relationship to fall off the cliff before we realise that we could have either done something different or we, if we'd valued it differently or having left the things unsaid that we should have said before a catastrophe happened. Thanks for hanging out with us today, chatting with fitness expert Sammy Paino. If you want to learn anything else about Sam, just head to the show notes for links to all his socials. See you next time. This is a Poly Studios production.